1: The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to Economist.com and get your first month free.
2: He's like a superhero without the costume. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: I was thinking, I uh, wanted to tell you this one other thing about those little pillows. Uh, so Sonny lies on them and sleeps on them and sleeps with them. Rocky's taking his little life uh, in, his, in his paws. If he tries to get in near any one of those, either one of those pillows, because the, uh, the eight-pound Yorkie's like, bring it on. These are mine. One other thing, if you're a caregiver, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Because it's 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 draining, and you need to be there for the person you're taking care of. William in Calgary. Hi, William. Go ahead, please.
1: Uh, how are you today, sir? Good, sir. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Um, hopefully, you can hear me over the truck noise.
0: Yep, hear you fine.
1: Mum uh, was a survivor of uh, of throat cancer, and uh, she had a driver. And we had a caller on earlier who was a uh, driver that drove around patients to their right appointments and stuff. And right. He turned out to be a really great guy. His name is John Hearn. He's passed on since, you know, since about a couple of years now. And, uh, but he used to tell me stories about some of the folks, you know, getting the good news, and of course getting the bad news, and you know how they would, uh, how they would talk, but always be upbeat. Yeah. You know, no matter what the news was, they always seemed to be, you know, looking towards the next day.
0: You know, it's so important to have somebody to talk to who can relate to what you're experiencing.
1: Yeah, and John, John was a great guy, man. I've got to tell you, John Hearn, great guy, didn't, uh, didn't do it for any other reason than other just, you know, just to help people. And how so much, I, so has
0: he made a huge difference in your mom's life.
1: Made a huge difference, and uh, he made a huge difference in my life. Yep. You know, just, just because he was a veteran, um, served in two wars, you know, came back, always had great advice. And, uh, and he helped me out a lot. And, uh, and I miss him a lot. And, uh, I hear you. You know, it's cancer uh, uh you know, as much as much money and time and effort from, from the, the people that are trying to find a cure, you know, I don't know if they ever will, but hopefully.
0: I think they will. Uh, William, thank you so much for sharing that story. There is something that's come out of, uh, something I saw on TV a couple of weeks ago there was a man who, I think he was in Tennessee, and his immune system cells had grown tired of battling cancer. And so what they did, they being the, the oncology team, they took out a um, fairly large, fairly significant amount of his blood, and they shipped it out to uh, a lab in California where they actually trained his cells. To re-energize themselves, and they trained them to do nothing other than attack cancer cells. So they didn't know how they, well this was going to work. Uh, fairly, fairly new, and uh, so they shipped it back to—I'm sure it was Tennessee—and they put the blood back into the uh, the patient, and he became quite ill. He be, uh, ran a high fever, and he was um struggling uh but it, they said it was all good because it proved that he, the the his cells had gone into overdrive and they attacked the cancer and they killed it. They just they haven't they can't find any any uh part of his cancer anymore and it's been I think it's been uh a year or two. Jerry in Alberta. hi Jerry.
2: Yes, hi. Long-time listener. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that was an amazing story. I just wanted to say something. My mother-in-law went through pancreatic cancer about 30 years ago, and the bravery that the patients have. Yeah. She was always a nervous Nellie and timid, and she got diagnosed, and they did the probing and biopsies and stuff like this. They gave her three months, and she says, that's it. I don't want no more cutting, no more probing. I just want two things. She said she wanted to find her adopted daughter and to pass at home. And after, I think it was about nine months, both of those were fulfilled. But I never, ever seen her be timid or shy after that final diagnosis. And she was a different person and brave for herself and brave for my daughter. And unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's very true. And the
2: Cancer Society sure help too. Yeah,
0: you know, the Canadian Cancer Society are amazing, amazing people. Yeah. The support they provide is just absolutely fantastic. Jerry, thank you very much for the call. You know, if the, the Canadian Cancer Society asks you for a contribution and you can provide it, please do, because they just are remarkable, just remarkable. Okay, so... We're going to take a break and then we'll come back and wrap up today's show.